Good morning, guys, and welcome to episode 74 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, we're going to be talking with Mike Simons. If some of you have remember, uh, Mike actually was on the podcast a few months back, probably about, about six, seven, eight months back. Uh, he's one of the top realtors in the northern Pacific area of Costa Rica, the Coco, Himosa, and also the Papagayo area. Mike's been in Costa Rica since 2003. He's the owner of Tres Amigos Realty and the founder of Tank Tops and Flip Flops, which is an organization that creates and sells tank tops and flip flops, where all the proceeds go to charity and help the local community. Um, so there's lots of help in local communities happening here in Costa Rica. So if you are looking to move down here, get involved, guys. Uh, also, our team is also growing. I wanted to welcome Eric to our team. Eric is also uh, Eric is a project manager and engineer. Has worked on some major projects here in Costa Rica and also developing homes and luxury homes. Uh, he's joining us just because we have a lot of people, a lot of clients actually who end up buying land and are looking for help building uh, here in Costa Rica. We don't do the building, but we do kind of more the oversight and also project management, making sure that they find a good architect, good engineer, good builder, uh, an interior designer if necessary, landscape gardeners, etc. Uh, and are just there for any questions anybody may have. Um, also, we've got Daniel joining. Daniel's going to be working with us more on, um, I suppose, kind of day-to-day -day work, uh, getting with a lot of people looking to invest here, uh, whether it be properties, and we need some help kind of searching for these just because we're starting to get very busy. But uh, I said no more than three people, but I'm sure that in a couple of months, guys, I'll be saying how uh, we've taken on new people. So uh, anyway, but if anybody needs any help finding land here in Costa Rica or would just like some advice, you can. As I mentioned, we're not realtors. We're consultants. Um, we're kind of on your side of the deal, making sure that you make the right decisions for you. Uh, you can contact us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investing costarica.com. If there's any questions that you would like us to uh, cover on future podcasts, let us know. Uh, and you can also put them in the comments and also email us as well. And remember to hit the subscribe link, guys. But let's get straight into this podcast. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, you too. You too. I really appreciate you taking the time to jump back on the podcast. I know last time we did it, it was a great success. So uh, I appreciate you jumping back on. Yeah, love it, buddy. Always good to see you too, buddy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's just jump straight into it because I'm sure people are very, very interested. Um, since we last talked, has the market slowed down? Um, I think I know the answer to that, but like where are prices also going in the area as well? Well, the market's been nuts. I mean, everywhere's nuts. So, you know, unless you're just in an area in the world that nobody wants to be in, everything's strong. So it doesn't matter. You see what's happening in the States and Florida and big cities and, you know, Caribbean and, you know, everybody's got a lot of money. The world's, you know, very wealthy right now. And, there's a lot of uh, negativity going on in the world, you know, with uh, wars and violence and all the stuff that's happening politically. Um, people are exhausted from COVID. And, you know, it's what I hear people. We're just, you know, after two years, we're just done. We want to go somewhere. We want to breathe. So all those things are driving markets everywhere, especially, you know, warmer places, open air places, you know, all the ranches in Montana sold, all the ranches in Texas sold. Same thing here, right? So we've had an unbelievable couple of years. Um, there's, you know, not a lot of inventory. Things are selling relatively very quickly. The prices really haven't gone up yet because you know, they're just sticking more firm to their price is what I yeah. should say. Actually, um, you know, going, uh, sorry, something beeped there. So I want to no just- worries. No worries, no Yeah, my word came up and I left my email on. So, you know, it's not so much that prices have gone up. They've gone up you know, a, a little bit since a year or two ago. So there's still the time to buy. The problem is those properties are not going to come back on the market. Yeah. 
So when it's gone, it's gone. And what people don't understand is our territory is very small here. So, you know, and that's each market in Costa Rica. There's only five or six markets in Costa Rica for the most part, right? Where people want to be. And then percent of this country is a jungle and mountains and rainforest, but that's not where people want to be. And the markets are very small and they're not very big. They take 20 minutes to drive across that market and you're done. You can't make more inventory like you can in the United States. For instance, Denver can take another cornfield bulldoze it, make another 500 track homes. You just got to drive an extra 15 minutes in traffic to get to work. We can't do that. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, in our market, we're 20 minutes from the airport. Everybody wants to be close to the airport because of the infrastructure and the amenities that are at the airport, shopping and those types of things for rental purposes, of course. And then they want to be close to the beach and close to the town of Playa del Coco. And we can't make any more of that inventory. So as this stuff goes, it's just not going to come back on the market. That's the problem. It's not are going up it's that it's just going to be gone yeah i mean i think kind of pre-craziness you know you there was a quite a bit of flexibility in pricing sometimes stuff would sit on the market sometimes six months a year maybe a little bit longer whereas now is you know the price is the price like you may better make the offer at the price or really really close to it uh because sometimes there are multiple offers on properties yeah no and we're seeing that too you know we never saw that before we actually have had a few properties where people started bidding on it two offers came in at the same time yeah we've never that in our market ever uh, other markets of course have seen that you know california and places like that but um yeah so i tell my clients you know if you want to get something you need to you know let's come in as close to asking as, as possible and you know let's write it with as, as few contingencies as possible obviously you want to do the due diligence we want to do the inspection on the place and those types of things but you know let's not put anything crazy in there where the seller's just going to say ah oh, that's okay thanks i'll wait for another offer exactly yeah well, let's talk about, I mean, you mentioned that there's not a bunch of availability at the moment. I mean, is there any new product coming online? Yeah, there's a little bit, um, you know, but you have twofold with that. So first of all, there are some new um, phases of development. So there's a handful of ocean view mountain developments where the developers had another chunk of land and they're in the process of carving out some more lots. But we're not talking hundreds, we're talking dozens. So yeah. we're going to go, you know, six months, let's say, and those are going to be gone. Right. And then they don't mountain can't make another mountain looking at the ocean. Okay, can't take another development and build 200 condos close to the beach. There's just no land like that. You're not going to be able to go in and buy up the 700 little Costa Rican houses that are there and and bulldoze them and make a development. So those aren't going to be made. But there are a few new developments that are coming on close to the beach where people had the land before. Uh, but again, construction costs are up. So you have to take into effect that, you know, the developer, a lot of the product that I'm selling today, you couldn't build it today for what they're selling it for. You know, we have minimums for one hundred dollars to $350,000, which has been a huge part of our market for the last 15 years. Okay. You do the math on the, on the construction. It's physically impossible. Even if the land was free. Even if you own the land free and you didn't even have to do any of the permitting that it takes in Costa Rica, which is a whole other story, right? You know that. Thought. Yep. You know, I, I tell people the developers only look 65. They're really 38, right? Because, you know, it's brutal to develop here. But you, even if you had the land for free, you cannot build that condo for $150,000. You just couldn't do it. The construction costs are too much. Yeah. So new ones that are going to come out are literally going to be twice the price, even if it's the exact same product. Uh, and then developer wants to make a few bucks. So you're going to see a huge, you know, increase in what it's going to cost to get into the game. Now, the other side of the coin 
you know, I talked about this before is people have to change their mindset just a little bit if they want to be, you know, uh, in, in Costa Rica, for instance, I live 10 minutes outside of town. Okay. I love it. I have investment properties right at the beach. I got an ocean view house that I rent, but I personally live about 10 minutes outside of town. I love it because I have a lot more freedom. I have a lot more space. You know, I can walk my dogs. I have two acres instead of a little quarter acre for the same price as, you know, what it would have cost two blocks from the beach or three blocks from the beach. And it's 10 minutes. Yep. I, lived in LA, I lived in Texas. I lived in Miami. So I drove an hour and a half to work. So if I laughed and think I got to drive a whole 10 minutes to get to the beach. But the mindset always was, oh, I want to take a golf cart out the door and go to the beach. Okay. Yep. Those properties are going to be there. They're just going to be more money than yeah. they are so if you want to get more bang for your buck, what I'm telling my agents, what we're doing is we're saying, okay, well, let's just, let's look at the stuff that's 10 minutes outside of town. There's some beautiful developments just outside of town. There's uh, you know, there's beautiful properties outside of town. There's still just raw land. You can go buy, you know, four or five acres um, out in the country and build yourself a nice country house. Uh, again, those aren't going to be your rental properties. Okay. You know, your rental people, they're, they don't want that. The person renting a house doesn't want to rent my house. But the people that are moving here, the people that are living here are starting to realize, hey, I can get a whole, and those lands are still relatively very inexpensive. You know, they haven't seen the rise yet because there's not this big boom to live a whole whopping 10 minutes from town, right? So you can still get an unbelievable piece of property just over the mountain and build a beautiful house from whatever size house you want and be way ahead of the game than if you were trying to be where you can walk to the beach or surely looking at an ocean view. So you just, people just got to change their mindset a little bit. Um, if they're, you know, if they want to get you know, more, yeah. more bang. Buck. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think if you live here again, looking at the ocean, I always say to people that like, you're going to get bored of the sun guys. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm going to get bored of the sun. I'm like, after a year or two, like the sun shines every day. There is not much change in the weather here that like seeing cold and snow, like I'm going to, we mentioned, I'm going to Colorado. And so are you next week, but like, like just seeing snow and cold. I mean, it's just a, something different for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's, you know, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's overrated, but it's overrated. It's like, you know, okay, great. I'm sitting there and there's the beautiful view and that's all great. And then after a while, you know, it's even like my friends that live in Colorado and they got this amazing mountain view looking at the Rocky mountains. And I'm like, how often do you sit on your deck and stare at the Rocky mountains? I'm like, Oh, I don't even see it anymore. You know? Yeah. So again, we're starting to realize that especially if you're going to, and I don't mean live here 365 days a year like you and I do, but live meaning you're going to be here three to six months a year, spend a lot of time in your house. You're going to find out that you're not just going to sit on your terrace and look at the view. That's yeah. not what you're If you're going to have a home that you're going to rent, vacation rental, different story. Okay. But if you're going to start spending some time here, people realize, you know what, having a little bit more space, being a little bit outside of town, having some dogs, having some cats, maybe even chickens, you know? So I'm, I can't tell you how many of my clients are like, I got to get to where I've always wanted to have chickens. I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, nobody ever told me they wanted chickens, right? So, you know, you can, you can get even horses, you know, you can get 10 acres here in Costa Rica, 15 minutes outside of town. Yeah. Very reasonable. And then you got, you know, however many acres you want, five, 10 acres, if you can have horses and even cows, if that's what you want. But yeah, uh, the sun's sunny every day, every single day, I'm at the beach having breakfast every day. Yep. I see the every single day. I have lunch at the beach every day. My girlfriend and I watch the sunset every day. So you see it all the time. So, you know, it's not like you said, you're not going to walk out and see the snow or be disappointed or have a bad day. There's no, there's no bad weather days. Here. No. Yeah. 
It's funny what you said about developers there, because a lot of people talk to me about, um, you know, development here. And I always say to them, you better have 20 years in deep pockets and a lot of patience, you know, um, just because of, you know, all the all the necessary infrastructure put in place and the environmental studies. But I think that that's what makes Costa Rica what Costa Rica is, because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And we'd had developments everywhere, whereas, you know, the, right. just the environmental studies on their own to do a development, you know, is, is, is no easy task. So I think it's, you know, people always complain sometimes about how difficult it is, but I said, that's what keeps it so raw and natural sometimes. Yeah. And then, you know, I was back in Miami for two days. I had to go back for a meeting and, you know, high rises everywhere, concrete everywhere. And you know, don't get me wrong, Miami's a fun city, right? South Beach and great restaurants and stuff. But after two days of sitting in bumper to bumper traffic in the zoo, I'm like, oh, so so glad we have these, these rules and regulations because yep. we would have screwed it up. I mean, the yep. gringo developers, the realtors, we're, we're greedy, man. We would have just ripped, you know, they would have ripped this place apart if they could have, right? And fortunately, Costa Rica had the foresight to say, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to yep. make it very challenging. And we want Costa Rica to always keep the essence of Costa Rica. And you see that here, you know, even yeah. in places developed, they're not developed like developed. I mean, you know, you don't see high rises or anything and lots of green area. And, you know, even in downtown Coco, you look up, you're in a bar, there's a rock and roll band playing as loud as it can play. And you look up, there's 20 monkeys in the trees checking out the drummer. I mean, it's like, you know, it's still Costa Rica, right? Yep. And so, I appreciate that. And I'd say the same thing to people, man, you know, unless you really want to do an amazing development, like, you know, we've got some big high end developments coming into the area here. You know, those guys are loaded with deep, deep pockets. Right. And that's different because they're building a five star resort. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing things that are economically going to really impact Costa Rica and bring a lot of money to the country and taxes. But if you just want to come down and, OK, I'm going to get a raw chunk of land and build 40 condos. I'm like, forget it. Just don't even try to do that. Way better to just go buy lots in a subdivision that's already approved, yep. build spec houses if that's what you want to do, buy up some older homes and renovate them. Um, but, you know, don't don't try to get into that game because it's, you're just going to get killed. And, yeah, you will. Well, I was in San Jose the other day looking at cars because my wife's making me buy a new car because of the car I've had for years now. Um, I, I, lo I love the car. But anyway, it's a different, different, different subject. But... I, saw, I bumped into a guy wearing a tank tops for flip-flops t-shirt. And I thought, ah, cool. hey, there you go. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, do you know Mike Simons? He was like, of course I know Mike. T tell us a little bit about tank tops for flip-flops. When did you start? What, what is it? What impact has it had on the community? And also how people get involved, Mike? Because a lot of people are looking to move down here or just come and stay, be snowbirds, that kind of stuff, are looking to get involved in something that has an impact on the community. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, well, thanks for bringing that up. So... In 1999, I was in a, uh, the United States, my business, I was doing trade shows. So I was driving all over the United States, stuck in the snow. I was literally in a different city every single week. A uh, ton of fun, but, you know, just living out of suitcases. And I'm driving across, I don't know where, the middle of Kansas, in the middle of a snowstorm. And I looked at my partner and I said, I just want to spend the rest of my life in tank tops and flip flops. And bing, this light went off. And I saw this whole vision of what... I thought at that moment I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I was going to create a brand of clothing like Tommy Bahama and that kind of stuff. And we were going to do events and we were going to have a, a, a line of doggy wear and sexy women beach wear. And of course, tank tops and t-shirts and flip-flops. Okay. And that's what I was going to do. And I was going to create this clothing line and go around and do trade shows with clothing line and build a website and be the next, you know, Tommy Bahama. 
So I actually trademarked it in 1999. I own the US trademark for everything to do with tank tops and flip-flops. And I set out putting that in motion. And then I came to Costa Rica and I fell in love with Costa Rica. And there was a real estate company for sale and I had a few too many cocktails and I bought it and I sold my trade show business. And I moved, literally took those same seven suitcases and moved to Costa Rica almost 20 years ago and never left. So as I built my real estate business, I wanted, I always had this dream of tank tops and flip-flops. And one of my clients, uh, a young man, early thirties, when he first moved here with his wife and his kids, had a fishing boat. That's what he did first. He owned a construction company in Texas. And we were talking, he was like, well, what am I gonna do next? And I said, you know, I, really, I started telling him about my clothing line and how I wanted to do a clothing line. And he, I, I forgot that he's an artist and he can hand draw anything. So all the cool designs on our shirts, he draws them. Wow. The monkey headphones and all these really cool shirts. So we decided, and then we actually got a third partner that invested that owns a hotel here. And um, we trademarked it in Costa Rica. And we decided that we were wanted to get the brand out there. So people were, you know, aware of the brand before we tried to open a retail store and a clothing line. And it evolved into this thing where we do these events. So there'll be a food fest. There'll be, a, you know, we had the blues fest, the international blues fest here in Coco. There'll be a, you know, a Chili Guaro fest who has the best shot in town. You know, St. Patrick's Day, Independence Day, all the events. And we make a shirt strictly for that event. So it's like a concert shirt. It's a one-time shirt. You can only buy it at the event, and then they're gone. So the whole idea is you want to collect every one of them. Yep. And every single penny of the profit goes to charity. We don't even keep enough money to pay for our own beers. Every penny goes to charity. And it was amazing. The first time we did it, we literally sold every shirt in like an hour. Like everybody was like, this is so cool because it's going back to the community. Yep. We actually worked 52 different charities now. So whenever we make a shirt, all the money goes to the dog rescue or the neuter and spay clinic or the, the little school in town or the, you know, so many different charities, beach cleanups and ocean cleanups and anti-shark finning and save the monkeys for the monkey bridges. And we have one charity where we're teaching the cops to speak English. We have English teachers teaching them English so they can help with the tourists if they have a car accident or something. So every shirt benefits the community. And so whenever these events happen, everybody runs out and gets the shirt. They're like collector items, right? And, and then people come in town, they want to buy one. I got to go dig them out of because we don't have a retail store yet. And, um, and so it's cool because it's big circle. It says tank top flip-flops with two big stupid flip-flops in the middle. And um, everywhere you go, you see people wearing these shirts and everybody you know, supports it because it, it all goes to charity. And so the long-term goal now is we're actually going to be opening a retail location. We ended up buying a piece of property on the main drag of Coca, and we're going to open a retail store where we're going to have all clothing line now, not just tank tops and t-shirts, but nice Tommy Bahama type shirts and wraps and hats and sunglasses and you know doggy wear and towels and all, just like any other souvenir shop that you'd see at like a Tommy Bahama, but high-end, nice stuff. All of our shirts are made in Costa Rica. We don't buy anything from China. Nothing. Everything's handmade in Costa Rica at a, at a shop up in San Jose. So everything's made in Costa Rica by Costa Ricans and every penny goes to Costa Ricans. So what we're going to do is open up this clothing store and the clothing store is going to be 100% all for charity. There's going to be no profit out of this. Good for you. Yeah. So, you know, and it's going to be a full blown store. What's really cool is still going to take us a couple of years to put this whole thing together, but you're going to be able to go in. And they'll be like an iPad. So when you're checking out, 
you're going to be able to look at the different charities. There'll be like a 10 second video on every charity and you can pick where your money goes. Wow. So when you're out with $20 or $2,000, you can say, I want my money to go to the turtle reserve. Perfect. So you really feel like you're making a difference because you can pick where the money goes and we'll just keep enough profit to keep the doors open and pay the sales girl and pay the taxes and that stuff. And then long-term, there'll be a cool tank top flip-flop cantina, which was what I originally came to Costa Rica to do. I came down here thinking like everybody, I'm going to open a bar and it was going to be called tank tops and flip-flops. And then Trace Amigos real estate was for sale and I bought it instead. But my goal will be I'm going to retire from real estate one day and we're going to have a tank top flip flops. Whatever, Mike, whatever. Yep. There we go, buddy. So that's the whole goal <laughs> you to get involved. Of course, is when we do an event, buy shirts. Yeah. Okay? They move down here. People help us. So they, they put together events. They ask us to sponsor an event or they do an event and ask us to make a shirt to support their charity. So as people come down, I tell them, just hook up with me. And, and then you can help the charity itself. Like when we do the neuter in Spain, you know, we had 100 people bringing dogs and cats and we need help, you know, dealing with them and all the things you have to do after surgery. And so there's a lot of stuff that you can do, not necessarily with the T-shirt side of it, but with yeah. the money. So you can get involved in these charities and help the school. You know, when we got to repaint the school, I raised the money to, to for all the paint stuff. Well, we could use you on a ladder. with. So there's how, a lot. How do you have time to do this? Tops, flip -flops. Yeah. How do exactly. you have time to do this while also selling, you know, real estate? Because this sounds like it's a lot of work, no? Yeah, no, it's a ton of work. But, you know, um, I mean, I'm lucky man. I mean, I came to Costa Rica as a young man with a you know, few bucks in my pocket. And this country's given me a lot. And uh, it's the most beautiful place in the world. The people are the most beautiful people in the world. And I'm lucky. And I just feel, you know, I've always felt like you got to get back in the world. Doesn't matter how much you make. It's how much you give. Yep. Um, and you got to give back. And so you've got to make time in your life for everything. You got to make time in your life for business. You got to make time in life for relationships. I got to make time in my life for my 13 dogs. And I absolutely got to make time in my life for, yeah. for care, giving back to the community. So it's like anything. You just got to budget the time. And, uh, you know, as we say, we'll uh, sleep when we're dead. But right now, you, you know, we got to do. There yeah. you go. Well, let's just change gears back a, a little bit here and jump back into real estate. I mean, everything that, of everything you have listed at the moment, what would you personally invest in and, and why, Mike? Well, a few things, you know, if you can get, you know, one of these, you know, lower end price point, $150,000, $200,000 rental properties, those are going to cash flow forever. Yep. And I think they go up substantially in, uh, in value because, you know, there's more people always have two, three, four hundred thousand than two, three, four million. Yep. So, um, I, you know, if you can get one of those, if you can find one or they're there, I'm saying, see it, find it, buy it. Yep. I just, I just bought another one a couple of weeks ago. Um, the other thing is if you've got a little bit more money, um, you know, if you can pick up one of the, you know, remaining ocean view lots, one of these couple of new ones that are coming out in some of these, uh, uh, new phases, as I was talking about, you know, they only make so much, um, you know, land looking at the ocean. Right. And yeah. it's very substantially five, 10, 20 times more in Hawaii and Cabo and California than here. Um, so we may not be 10 times more, but those are going to be two or three times more in the next 10 years for sure. Yeah. And then the thing is if you've got a little bit more, you know, adventure in you, you know, we need homes. And so finding these lot, little lots outside of town, 
building some spec homes. We have builders that can build the home. So, you know, all they need is the cash because there's not financing here. Otherwise the builders would just borrow the money from the bank, build the house and sell it. So there's a lot of opportunities to get in. There's some investment groups here where you don't have to put up all the money. You could just put a little bit in and be part of the house, or you could build the house yourself with all the money. You can make a nice return. You can make, you know, 20% return in a year. That's a nice return for doing nothing. And we need those homes. And there is those land. There is, you know, there is enough of that land that, that and again, as I was saying earlier, that's where I see the full-timers shifting to. Yep. So that's, that's where, that's where I am putting my money and the things that I'm doing and where I would advise my, my investors to do it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's great advice just because again, I think there's a huge swath of more long-term rentals as well. That's not just kind of like weekly, you know, rentals, but people are looking for multiple months at a time and there really is not that much out there for them. Yeah, no, it's tough. And, and if you can, you know, if you've got the, the money to do it, to just buy a little house or buy a little condo and just put it in a long-term rental, it's easy money. Uh, you know, you don't really have any, you know, not dealing with checking people in and checking people out and everything that goes with the vacation rental side of it. You know, I have a couple long-term rentals now and it's great. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. They're, one of them is a nice retired couple. They're awesome. They've been in my house for like three years. They love it. Um, I don't do anything. I just tell them, listen, if something breaks, just fix it. Yep. Rent. Don't even call me. It's my yep. house. I'm going to fix it. So yep. the hole goes out, the toilets clogged, the ice machine breaks, just fix it. When you give me the rent, send me the receipt. I deducted $82 for the ice machine. Thank you so much. It's stress-free. It's yep. easy. Well, and then I'm holding the real estate for the appreciation over the next, whatever, five, 10, 20 years. So yeah. got the money to do that. It's a wonderful way to, to, you know, park some money in Costa Rica. No, I agree. I agree. When people buy property here in Costa Rica, in your experience, Mike, because I know that you've done a lot of transactions, what's the cost or maybe the, the thing that they don't take into consideration that surprises most people? Closing costs. Um, even though many States in the United States, the closing costs are the same amount. Canada is a 10% transfer tax, I think, for foreigners wow. coming to Canada and buying now, right? Um, we're 2.65% transfer tax. We've got legal fees, escrow. Some people put the properties in a Costa Rican LLC. So you're anywhere from four and a half to 5%. So for easy math, I just tell people it's 5%. Yeah. Our house is going to cost you 15 grand. And they go, oh, it seems like a lot. And I say, well, actually, first of all, very few people have ever bought anything cash. Everything here is cash. Everything's rolled into the loan. Yep. The title insurance, everything. And they're like, how much is my mortgage payment? 1587 bucks. Great. They don't realize they're actually paying $2.8 million for that house. It was 300000 with interest. But the point is, you know, they don't really see any of the costs. They just sign the mortgage loan. And go. So actually, a lot of states, it is 2.4%. Uh, but when we compare it internationally, like the Bahamas is 8 or 10% transfer tax. Cayman Islands, 8 or 10% transfer tax. I think Belize is five or six percent transfer tax. Our two point six five percent is very low for international. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The other thing is you got to remember is that property taxes are very low, 0.25, one quarter of a percent. The average in the United States is two percent. So yep. three or four that are very expensive, like Chicago. Some places not so much, like Texas, one percent. For the most part, it's on average two percent, which means we're 0.25. So I tell people, in two years, you've broken even you're paying 2.65% transfer tax to buy it. Okay. But only 0.25 property tax. So in two years, you broke even. And then for the rest of your life, you're in the black on the property tax side of it. Okay. 
You're not paying 2% every single year. Over 10 years, you pay 20% in, 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 in property tax, only 0.2, right? So I tell people, just suck it up in the beginning. Costa Rica wants their money. Factor it into your, you know, into your budget when you're coming shopping. Uh, but I have a lot of that, you know, and a good agent should bring that up to people before they're even coming to Costa Rica. That's one of the first things I talk to people about. Yeah, I agree. Grand, but it's really three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Like I think you've answered this, but I'm going to ask you it anyway because it's the question that I like to ask at the uh, the end anyway. If you inherited five hundred thousand dollars and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? Well, I named some of the properties before that I would invest in, right? The rental property, the ocean view, and some spec houses, okay? Um, I think there's some unbelievable business opportunities that people are not quite taking advantage of yet. We really don't have nice shopping, yep. you know, like Tommy Bahama mentality. There's Puerto Vita and Imperial beer shirts everywhere, but you can't get a really nice Tommy Bahama type shirt, you know, and I've got shirts from everywhere I've ever traveled, right? And I find one and then people, ah, oh, it's a great shirt. I'm like, yeah, I got it in Aruba. Yeah, I got it in Caymans when I got off the boat, right? Everywhere's yeah. got No, we don't have any of that really nice stuff. So if you're a business-minded person, I think there's some great retail opportunity. I think there's some good, uh, you know, tourist business opportunities that people are not capitalizing on. Um, obviously, we're a water sport business. Uh, there's tremendous, we have some nice boats, but, you know, you can't, for instance, you know, there's just not enough nice boats that you can rent, things that you can do. So if you're more of a business-minded person or you're a younger person, um, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunities in the tourism market. Like just a few years ago, we didn't even have any golf carts. Yeah. And I thought, God, why aren't people driving around in golf carts? And he went and bought 20, 30 golf carts. Now he's got 80 or 100 of them and he's renting them out. He doesn't have any of them. So, you know, you just look at those types of opportunities, Right. And there's many things like that that people are just not doing, uh, you know, enough of, in, in my opinion, as this place continues to grow. Yeah. I mean, I think that they say in Spanish, hay plata en el calle. There's money in the street. You just need to basically figure a way to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, literally I'm driving through Miami the other day and I it was Fort Lauderdale. I landed in Miami. I had to go up to Fort Lauderdale. But I'm like, oh, that place would be great here. Oh, Einstein bagel. Oh, my God. Somebody made bagels. It doesn't even have to be the Einstein franchise. Yep. Somebody made a bagel place, right? You know, and so it's like everything that I see, even Kinko's, we don't even have a printer. We yep. can order business cards in San Jose. And, you know, you don't even have a, uh, uh, like a business center where people can go in and print their, uh, their, their airline tickets and stuff, you know, yep. uh, in a VRBO house and there's no printer. I mean, just, you know, so many little things that you just take for granted having those things in, in the United States or Canada. If you just, you know, drove down the street of your city and looked at the things that are there and then came into our town of Coco and said, you know, that would do phenomenal here. That would be incredible here. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I, I agree. Those services. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, we'll not take up any much more of your time. This has been absolutely amazing. Fantastic. It's been great to hear about what's going on in your area and also tank tots for flip flops. Uh, I think that anybody who wants to contact Mike, I'll have all of his contact details in the descriptions. Um, Tres Amigos, uh, basically in Playa Hermosa, uh, if you want to type that into Google as well. But Mike, really appreciate your time and um, I hope you have an amazing weekend, sir. You too, buddy. Great podcast there with Mike Simons, guys. If anybody wants to reach out to Mike because they're interested in investing in the northern part, the northern Pacific part of Costa Rica, Ocotal, Playas del Coco, Hermosa, Papagayo, Mike is certainly your guy. He's been there for many, many years. 
Um, remember, guys, if anybody wants to reach out to us to help them with any projects or any investment or just get a big piece of advice here, we're actually looking at a couple of projects at the moment for some clients, also putting together some contracts and searching for some land, helping some guys build houses. We're really here just to kind of help and guide you, um, be kind of on your side of the deal constantly here. Uh, we do not chase commissions, um, but you guys can give us a call. Uh, just contact us via our email, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Again, my name is Richard Bexon. Uh, it's been another great podcast, guys, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks.